0: Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, and member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Gateway Financial Advisors Incorporated and Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated are not affiliated. Hi, my name is Kevin Brown. I'm a financial advisor in Albuquerque, New Mexico with Gateway Financial Advisors. Thanks for joining me. Today, I wanna talk about something I call hammer time. So it's not MC hammer time, but time to start really getting serious about saving for retirement, doing financial planning, maybe some estate planning for a lot of people kind of happens mid-career, or maybe in their 50s. Um, people start asking, are you saving enough? Are you investing correctly? What about insurance things, risk protection? Maybe it's time to start looking at estate planning. So how do we get here? Well, let me tell you a couple stories. When I first started out in the financial services business, I was basically making cold calls and going to see people at their houses at night and selling life insurance. So I did that for a few years. In 1991 I started working at Northwestern Mutual and I would get referred to guys who had just graduated from law school. So I I was like 28 years old, 29, something like that. So I would go meet these guys and they were attorneys that were just getting out of school and when we meet with people, we do a fact finder where we ask people questions about where they're at, what they've done, you know, what they wanna be when they grow up. And inevitably, these guys would tell me, hey man, you know, um, I just got out of school. I'd love to save some money or I'd love to look at some planning, but, you know, I'm paying off these student loans and I've got a boatload of student loans, so I'm gonna really hammer on them. And then after I'm done, I can start saving some money and." maybe look at the insurance stuff, and so, you know, call me back and we'll get together then. So then, being the patient guy I am, I'd call him back and never, I mean, all the time they would say, oh man, I, I just met a girl and um, we're gonna get married, so, and she wants to buy a house, so, you know, let me get that straightened out and then call me back, call back again. Oh man, we're having kids, uh, my wife wants to stay home, you know, Maybe I could look at the insurance now. Maybe, the, you know, they would buy some term insurance. Maybe they do some disability insurance. But it was always like something got in the way. Life got in the way. And I understand the drill. I mean, kids, having kids is expensive. When, when my wife and I, when we got married, that was one of the things she told me. She said she wanted to stay home and have kids. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. But you don't realize how expensive they are until you're actually in the thick of it and then you see how hard it is to do some of the planning and saving for retirement and saving for kids' college and things like that. I I remember one time one of my friends, he tells me, K. Brown, you shouldn't be spending more than a $1,000 a month on food. And I was like, okay, let's do a little math here. $1,000 a month, we have five people in my family. So that's $200 a month that we can spend per person month. There's 30 days in a month, for instance, so that's less than $7 per day to feed somebody. I mean, what is that, a happy meal? When, I mean, especially when the boys were teenagers, are you going to feed them on $7 a day? I mean, it, it was just, I don't know, impossible. So the bills were big and all that kind of stuff. But now I'm in my later 50s, I guess, (laughs) late 50s, and our oldest son has lived out in California for a while. Our two younger ones just moved out. They have their own apartment, and so it seems like, you know, the kid's getting a little older, um, things are starting to get a little easier, and so this is what I would call hammer time. Like, this is the time to really start thinking about increasing your investments, increasing what you're putting in your retirement plans, um, looking at the insurance. So here are a few things to consider when you're in hammer time. I always talk about budgeting, and a lot of people look at a budget as like a diet, like restrictions, but I look at A budget is. I want to spend my money on things that are important to me. So that's one of the things that we always ask our clients: is what's important to them. You know, like if I don't know if traveling is not important to you, don't spend money on travel. You know, if cars aren't important to you. I mean, I have one of my friends. He always has the nicest cars. I mean, he 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 loves his car. It's perfect. Like you can't even you know, put a piece of paper in his car. But for him, cars are important. He likes nice cars. So he has a nice car. So he spends money on cars. Oh, well, whatever. Maybe you like coffee. I don't know. My son likes really good coffee. So he spends some of his money on good coffee. But with a budget, you decide. We use the program called YNAB. You need a budget. I work with a budgeting coach who helps me with this stuff. I mean, I'm a big-picture financial planning guy and this guy's really good at the nitty-gritty and looking at my budget and saying, all right, man, you're. Uh, we need to reallocate some money from this category to this one, but with our budget, we've been able to pay down debt and we don't have any credit card debt. We had it in the past. Um, it's really helped us and because of that, now I have more money that I can put away for things like retirement and insurance and like the financial security that's important to my wife and I. Another thing that you might consider, although it's really difficult right now with housing prices, but a lot of people when the kids leave, um, they consider downsizing. Like maybe you go to a smaller house or maybe you move to a different town. I don't know. Um, With the price of houses now, it seems that's really difficult. So, but it's kind of like a common thing that think people think about. All right, the kids are out of the house. Maybe we should downsize. But I don't know. You will have to look at that one on your, you know, for yourself. The other thing to look at is max out your four hundred one k's and your Roths and you know your qualified type accounts because every year, not every year, but most years the the amounts increase, and then when you're over age fifty. In 401k plans and in iras there's a thing called a catch-up provision like catching a ball catch up so for 2022 the the maximum 401k deferral is $20,500 and there's a $6,500 catch-up so you can put $27,000 in your 401k for iras and roths the regular limit is six thousand but there's a thousand dollar catch up so that's a that's a great way to to I don't know um, increase what you're saving and and make sure that you have more for your retirement I did some math the other day and I said if somebody was 50 years old and they had two hundred thousand dollars saved in their 401k so that's probably about, maybe it's a little above average, but it's not, I mean, I when people are 50 and they have $200,000 saved for their 401k, they all think, oh man, I'm, I'm screwed. Like there's no way I'm going to be able to retire. But what I did is I said, what if you maxed out your 401k? So you put the 27,000 per year, you have 200,000. Um, it did a a reasonable rate of return, let's say 7%. Nothing spectacular, but, you know, reasonable. And in 15 years, so by age 65, there was over a million dollars in the account. And so it's amazing what what compounding can do, especially when you're hammering, as I say, when you're really putting money away it's, I mean, it can really grow, and it can make a huge difference, you know? The other thing would be to start looking at putting some money in maybe a tax-deferred account, like, I don't know, a variable annuity is a, a, an annuity, uh, index annuity. Uh, maybe you put money into a brokerage account, like a taxable account, but there's still things that you can do in investing is and be more tax-efficient than not. So once you've maxed out your your retirement plan, start looking at putting some money into something that's, you know, outside of retirement that doesn't have the restrictions. The thing about retirement accounts when is they always have limits, you know, like there's limits on what you can contribute. There's limits on when you can touch the money. There's limits on, I mean, required minimum distributions where they require you to take the money out, whether you need it or not. And so, well, I'm a big fan of 401k plans. I think it's great. You know, it's a, it's kind of forced savings. They hold it out of your check for you. It's just easier to do it that way. There's other, there's other accounts that you can do on your own that just don't have these limits. They don't have contribution limits. They don't have distribution limits. They don't have, you know, you don't have to take the money out. So at this time in your life when you, you're able to do more, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of opportunities available. Another thing that it might seem weird, but it, it might be time to look at the life insurance again. I mean, with my lawyers or, you know, like younger people, with little kids, I mean, basically, a lot of them have a lot. I mean, a lot of my clients, when I was at Northwestern Mutual, I think I sold more term insurance than anybody else in my office. I know I had the most uh, term policies enforced because I would just have, I don't know, I my thought on life insurance is more money is better than less money, and so... If somebody, if somebody needed life insurance, I want to buy as much as they could. And so we, a lot of times we bought a lot of term insurance, but, um, you know, things change. I mean, people always think that, oh, after the kids are gone, I won't need life insurance. Or, I don't know, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and <laughs> we were talking about uh, a guy I know and his, his daughters were, well, let's, let's hold on. let's just use me for an example. My brother and I are 14 months apart in age. In high school, I was a senior in high school and my mother came out to me and she said, how would you like to have a little sister? And I said, what are you gonna do, adopt? And she said, no, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. So when I was a freshman in high school, I mean, a freshman in college, my parents had another kid, same parents for me and my brother, And then the summer after my sophomore year in college, they had another one. So, obviously, their life insurance needs changed. My friend that I was talking about just a second ago, uh, he and his wife, their kids, like one was in high school and the other one was middle school, and she got pregnant, and my friend was like 50 years old. So, their life insurance needs changed. The other thing I see with people is, when you're young and you're starting off and you have all these great plans and I'm going to be a gazillionaire and I'm going to save all this money and, you know, I'm going to buy, you know, the term insurance. By the time the term's done, I'm going to be so rich. I won't need life insurance, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of times life just doesn't work out the way it was planned. And so people want to have life insurance to supplement, you know, just in case something happens to them. I was, I was meeting with one of my friends yesterday and, he got married again later in life, and he told me his concern right now is if something happens to him, like if he dies or something, what's going to happen to his wife because she stays home and he's the one that makes the money. And he got married; he, I, I think he got married the second time when he's fifty-three. And so I told him, "Well, you need to buy some life insurance." You know, to me, it's like duh, but um, it's just something that we have to look at. Another thing that comes up at this time is um, thinking about long-term care. I mean, you're 58, I'm not re- really worried I'm gonna go in a nursing home or anything like that, but down the road, it's it's just a big concern. And so one of the things that we look at with people is um, having buying some form of long-term care insurance. Now there's, with the life insurance thing, and I'm not trying to hammer life insurance, but with the life insurance, issue now there are life insurance policies that have a long-term care rider, a long-term term care component so that if you needed long-term care you could use some of the insurance amount early to pay for long-term care because uh, in the past people have I had a guy one time and I told him he needed long-term care and he looked like he looked at me like I was from Mars but in the past the people the thing that people have hated about long-term care, insurance is it it's kind of like use it or lose it it's like car insurance you know and i mean the the odds are it's kind of scary as to the percentage of long-term care insurance policies that pay out but with these life insurance policies if you don't use long-term care then there's a cash value kind of a component that you could use for whatever or when you die nobody gets out here alive but when you die somebody's going to get income tax-free money from the life insurance policy. So it's just something to think about here in hammer time. But I guess guess in conclusion is maybe the kids are getting a little older. um, The high spending years are coming down, and you still have time. It's not too late. I mean... 50, 55, 58, whatever, you know, Um, look at, look at your plan, have a plan, talk to somebody, you can talk to me, that's what I do all the time, but um, talk to your advisor, set out a plan, budget your money, you know, tell your money where to go, not wonder where it went, and start hammering and enjoy the fruits of your labor down the road. If you'd like to talk to me about this or your own personal situation, feel free to reach out to me. You can call me at five zero five three six nine one two two four. You can go to my website kevinbrownfinancialadvisor.com, dot com, and there's a get in touch button at the top so you can schedule a time to talk to me, or you can send me an email at k brown at gatewayfinancialadvisors dot As always, thanks for listen- listening. Have a great day.